All right, everyone. DJ Smith out as head coach. I'm Jack Richardson. Got another edition here of the Everyday Sense podcast. I'm on my own for this one again. Brennan is at work. He's got a double shift today. Tough timing for him. Both times we've done this. It's been, um, you know, the emergency press conferences earlier this year, about a month ago when Pierre Dorian was let go. And uh, or about two months ago, I should say. And of course, now DJ Smith being let go. Um, this one, I feel, you know, just just right off the cuff, like this, this has been so premeditated. Like this was coming, this was coming for a long time. Um, I'm going to throw the chat up here just so people could see. I like doing that when I'm on my own for these. Um, so again, if you're on the YouTube, it looks like we do have some Twitter comments coming in. I don't know how that works, but uh, I, from my experience, easier to comment along when you're on the YouTube. So head over there to watch. But again, if you're on Twitter or whatever, we appreciate the, uh, the, the view as well. So you see there from ushered uh, the, the comment will, any new comments now will show up on the screen. We can you know, read along as we go here. Um, so immediately, right? Like this was the, the, it's not even the worst kept secret in the league because it wasn't reported that they were going to do it. It was actually the opposite that they wanted to be more cautious and more patient than um, fans were ready for. Right. But uh, clearly they reached a breaking point. Everyone in the NHL seemed to just be looking at the Sens uh, saying that, why haven't they done it yet? As soon as you get opposing fans like Leafs and Habs fans saying the Sens have too much talent to not be, competing and whatever they need a new coach that's when you know uh so that was a pretty telling moment you know when other when you're getting pity from other fan bases it's time so um the thing this is a bigger one for me in the grand scheme of like the the core of the team uh you know the development of the players this is the first coaching change that a lot of these guys are going to go through or have gone through um you know even brady kachuk has had Guy boucher and had a little bit of a change there in his rookie season but that's not that's not the same um in my opinion like this is different this is his coach this is a guy he backed uh so we'll get into all of that but i think this is more impactful of a move for the organization than moving on from pierre dorian this tells the players that this isn't good enough and i think what's important to remember um and it, it you'd be short-sighted i think to not mention this when you talk about dj smith's tenure even this season like he lasted 26 games he lasted as long as he did because the players wanted him to and we cannot we cannot forget that right yeah you can blame management all you want for waiting so long uh, the season's probably lost at this point. They got to go on an absolutely crazy run to make it hamburger, hamburger style. Uh, and yeah, Perry, I know that the St. Louis was last place in January in the cup. Of course, anything's possible. Not going to write it off until we see the new product. But um, I think personally, it's off the cuff. This just feels like more of a uh, move to kind of set the stones in place so that they can see these guys under a new head coach. I mentioned it a couple episodes ago uh, on, on this podcast, just saying, you know, are we, are we sure that, that, you know, you can't evaluate guys and you can't make big moves as new management until you see them under your own coach and stuff like that. And obviously Steos and Anlauer brought Jack Martin in, they brought Daniel Alfredson in. So they're comfortable even in an interim basis, putting them as the head coach and, um, and assistant coach, right? Uh, a little bit weird the way it happened. I think bringing them both in periodically and then about, you know, three, three weeks later, just inserting them as the in-room head coach and stuff like that. We can kind of dive into um, how DJ was feeling a little bit of a Bruce Boudreaux situation. If you think about it, just a little bit less uh, uh, fanfare for the coach because it's been so long, but still a strange scenario here um, for DJ in the last little bit. I'd imagine that, yeah, it's not great get losing your job and whatever, but I'd imagine he's kind of got a sigh of relief here. He can kind of just move on. Um, listen, like, <clears throat> excuse me it's gonna be 
it's it's going to be tough because yeah, like like this is this is not a bad. This is a good thing for the Sens. This is a good thing moving forward. They needed a change. The last week has been miserable. The play on the ice has been abysmal. Um, it's it's not been good. But the thing is, like like you can you could say all of that and say that DJ wasn't the right coach anymore. Yada yada yada. But he did do a lot of good things here. He really did. He did a lot of good things for this young core a few seasons ago. I think the last little bit, it's just gotten a little bit old. Um, they finally had a team this year that looked like it was on paper, ready to compete, and they just haven't done that straight up. Uh, it's been really, you know, abysmal, to be honest. Like, it's been inconsistent and abysmal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It looks like we are getting some comments from Twitter here, so that's great. It's great that, that uh, that's possible. I didn't think it was, but um, we love that. All right, so... Look, like I'm gonna be kind of scrolling on Twitter, just just reading a bunch of stuff as we do this year. Um, this was, uh, you know, we were planning on recording tonight, and it was gonna be a bit of a grievance. Uh, you know, we we um, we were ready to just kind of rip into everything. You know, the play on the ice, the coaching, like it just seems so lifeless. Um, and yeah, there, this is this is probably too late. This is probably happening way too late. December 18th, I think you could make the argument that it should have happened before Sweden. You can make the argument it should have happened after the Sweden trip when they couldn't string a win together after that. So um, there's never, you know, as we've proved with, or not we, as the NHL time over time, and especially lately has proven new coaches breed results. What, no matter what you get wins, most more often than not, you get wins right out of the gate with a brand new coach than not. You can look at this season. You can look at Jay Woodcroft leaving Edmonton with a, winning record. You can look at Jay Woodcroft entering with Edmonton with uh, whenever he joined there and they were top team in the league as soon as he joined and then didn't l- really leave that pedestal until early this year. Then they fire him and then they go back to being a top team in the league. Like stuff like that happens all the time. Look at Vancouver, Vancouver. I'm, I'm mentioning Canadian markets, especially because uh, that's the most comparable one for the Sens. I think uh, you look at um, Vancouver last year around this time, they, they obviously drag out the Bruce Boudreaux thing, like I mentioned, and they uh, bring in Rick Tockett. Rick, they don't make the playoffs, but they improve drastically during that season. And now this year, they're one of the top teams in the NHL. So I'm not saying that that's going to happen for Ottawa. I don't think it will. I, I'm. We got a. There's a lot more to break down. Martin's on an interim basis. Those other guys weren't like Woodcroft and and Noblock in Edmonton were both on permanent basis. Um, I still fully expect. You know, I expect Jack Martin to coach like he's going to be here for the next two, three seasons. Like, I don't think this is going to be a patch job from him. Um, based on his press conference a few weeks ago when they introduced him as, a, as the coach uh, or the senior advisor to the coach, you could just tell this guy has so many ideas and he's got so many smart plans or, or you know, I'm calling them smart because they're going to be new, but just he has ideas for this team and he has a vision that I think he's going to implement this season and I'd be shocked if it goes well that they don't bring him back. So that's my my take. I'm not saying that that's, that's no inside information at all. I'm just that's kind of the way I'm seeing it. Um, but that's that's obviously at first glance. Alfie's another interesting, uh, uh, you know, side side part of this, right? Like him coming on as an assistant. It's a very public job, even if it's an assistant coach. Like he'll be. Um, it's something we've talked about where do we want the franchise legend being behind the bench? Because in the meantime, it's probably going to be great if they can find some success, but eventually legends uh, or coaches die. Like look at DJ Smith, obviously it's not a great example, but every great coach somewhere um, eventually, like they all have a shelf life. And I just, I don't know how I feel about Alfredson being behind the bench. Cause that would mean eventually he becomes the, the villain in Ottawa down the line. But for the meantime, I love it because I think, 
getting him more hands-on with the players. I don't think, I, I mean, again, it could, it would be speculation to say otherwise, but I don't think that since Alfie and Martin have been there, there's been any like, you know, I don't even know what the word is, but I don't think there's been any turmoil amongst the team, like coaching wise, where Alfie disagrees with something that uh, DJ does or vice versa or whatever. I don't, I don't get that sense. Um, that being said, they just weren't winning enough hockey games and this is a winning business and the Sens are now in that winning business. The rebuild's over. It is. And I know that's a meme now because we're still in the basement of the NHL, but this had to happen. This was, this was worst, worst, worst case scenario for the Sens, right? It was in the back of everyone's mind. I think we were all saying, you know what, how bad could it be with DJ, right? You've got a good team now. If they could stay relatively healthy, uh, what they did last year, kind of climbing themselves back in, it, it personally gave me faith that DJ could at least get them to the playoffs. Then we could have a conversation when he's needed a new contract next summer about what the right fit is because we would have a better sample size to look at this team and say, this is their weakness when the games matter. This is blah, blah, blah. But they can't get out of their own way. They couldn't get out of the November funk, even though they didn't play a ton of games. And then they couldn't get out of the December funk. Like this was a month that in years past, they've turned things around. They've been even worse in December. Like they were good for five games. The last four games have been the worst hockey we've seen from this core, which is saying something because we watched some pr pretty bad hockey teams. So um, there's a lot to, again, a lot to break down. I've got some, obviously some comments here uh, from Road to Pine. Uh, if they're going to get rid of Capuano too. Uh, I think Bruce Garriock tweeted out that they are, keeping him but giving him the option to stay is what i uh am reading into that i think is what what he said so yeah so yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna actually i guess i'll screen share it. this is from the locked on podcast so let me just figure out how to screen share figured out not that hard i'm just takes a little bit of time and i'm trying to um do it a bit faster here so share screen yeah there we go nice all right so here's from the Locked On Senators podcast. Quick little graphic from them. Um, yeah, just and I'm, I hope that's coming up clearly for everyone there. This this is uh, it, it's very sobering. And again, look, the numbers are awful. The numbers are awful. They're not even close to what a professional coach should have over a long span. Um, but I think the last two seasons is probably more accurate for what we should do because that's the time that the team was loading up. Right? They didn't have a first round pick the last two seasons. They trade because they traded away to get better players. That means you're expected to win. And numbers like that, I mean, I I would imagine honestly, he's around the 460, 470 win percentage in the last two seasons overall, anyway. So it's not great. I think they're right around 500 actually in the last two years combined. Um, I I mean, we don't have to dive into the numbers that much. It just felt like something that uh that we should mention, right? Because it's it's not um I, again, like I don't like you don't want to um it's not i don't want to say dance on a guy's grave but you know you know what i mean like there is going to be a lot of that and that's just the, the nature of things but overall dj smith was brought in here to develop the young guys and make them into good professionals or whatever it is and when they were young and it's pretty hard to argue that he didn't do that at the time the first few three like two three seasons of his tenure he did a great job the young guys developed the ones that we needed to develop developed anyway, like Brady Kachuk became a superstar. Tim Stutzler became a superstar. Um, Jake Sanderson's on his way. Like there, there's pieces that DJ Smith has his fingerprints on. Like we mentioned about Pierre Dorian, but that being said, um, this, this was a depressing start to the season. 
like, you know, and, and the names that DJ was around in terms of tenure and everything like that. Like, I really do appreciate that. I think overall it's, it's says more good than bad that the Sens were so adamant about defending him because they believed in themselves. They believed in the vision. Um, and when you're with a coach for so long, and I know I've seen people say it's like Stockholm syndrome. It's not like that at all. Right. Because they liked DJ. Like they all had good relationships with him from all and like from all accounts, it was a good scenario for a lot of these guys. Um, but I think what we need to remember though, overall, it's a good thing that they were so quick to defend him. Right. And I know it was so frustrating at the time and it still is now considering how long it took them to move on from him. But personally, I still think it's, it says good things about the team and it just speaks to the character they have. Um, again, just kind of scrolling through Twitter again here still, uh, because it's weird. Like I'm not, I, I'm not excited by any means. Um, this, there's a lot of work to do. They're still in the basement of the NHL. Like they could go and win three in a row and they're still under 500. Um, so you know what? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just, just everyone give me your thoughts here. Like, like this, this just seems like a, a, a move that is too late, but I think the fact that management did something despite all the reports that they weren't going to do anything, um, speaks to like them realizing like they're getting their hands on, on what, what is wrong or what needs to change kind of thing. And that, and I know it feels like it took a long time, but it's only 26 games, right? They've only been GM and owner Steos and Ann Lauer for 26 games. Um, which in the grand scheme is not a lot. It really isn't. And given when they came in, like they, they cleaned house in three months, right? Like that's not a, a super long time or in the grand scheme. Uh, it just feels like it's been so long because we've seen the same thing for six years. So that it was a weird dynamic, but, but it, it's over now. Like it's over. And that's, that's kind of a bonus. I think that we have to look at. Um, let's just roll through some comments here. I didn't really look at all of them. They were kind of rolling in hot there early on. Um, does this mean we got to stick with Martin and Alfie until the end of the season, until they shift focus to guys like Woodcroft and Barube? I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe, but again, like I'm not, um, I'm not sure that they are just looking at Martin as like a patchwork, if that makes sense. Like I'd imagine there's a press conference coming later today, uh, from Arizona. Maybe I'm assuming like, I mean, they got to be flying out there if they were, or they're already there, I guess the coach, like everyone's already there. So I, I would expect a press conference of some sorts today uh, from management, even though it's on the road. So it's a bit of a weird scenario, but um, like, even if we make, don't make a playoff spot, so it's like a bit of hockey. I agree. I agree. That's, that's the goal. Like it's, it's really sobering that we're at that point, but the last couple games, like I was apathetic. Like I didn't care. Like the wins have been kind of fun lately. And, and when they string it together, it looks fun. It's fun to watch. The goals are still there most of the time, which is also fun. But in the grand scheme, like as soon as they, they just start to lose ground and, and it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing. So I want to see change. And we saw it, we got changed. So now we got to see who can step up. Like, it's like a brand, it's like training camp starts all over again with a brand new coach, right? You gotta, you gotta, um, uh, analyze what your, your players are going to do like, like new guys who uh, or guys who were favored under DJ might not be so much anymore. Like everything's going to change. Right. And um, I think that's, that's important to remember, like the, the positions guys are put in um, will vary depending on their first practice. And ironically, they didn't have a practice with them. They'd have practice with DJ today. So tomorrow might be a bit of a rough game, but 
that's the NHL, man. Like they, this is why when they had no games in November, it was seen as a really good time to do it because they had time to practice and they had time to get together and do everything. Um, and I know the blues, I'm not saying playoffs are impossible. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm the furthest guy to be, you know, if they win two games, I'm going to think they're all the way back if they look great. So I'm not going to count them out ever, to be honest. Like they still have a lot of games in hand, like uh, on, on a lot of teams, they're still behind either way if they win all of those, but they could put themselves right in the mix with a few wins, which is crazy to say. Uh, but it's, it's uh, yeah, man, like the, the, the fact that it took this, I think after everything that happened, like it, it's, it's really not, not a great look on some players for when the fans were booing and calling for change about a month ago for the players to come out and say it's BS, like be, be better or whatever. Um, and then for this to eventually happen anyway. So yeah, uh, there, there's a lot to, to unpack again. I'm trying to go through this just on my own here. We'll just go through the comments again. Like it's the comments are helpful. They help me sort through everything. Um, credit to management for here's from Lenny. I'm just reading Lenny's out there. It's right on everyone's screen. Credit to management for the change. You have to remember they went through a year long process of buying the team. The GM then tells them DJ is the right guy, fire Dorian and then play bad. It's true. And I don't, I, I gotta be honest. I think when I don't want to say that when Dorian was let go, I don't think that meant the writing was on the wall for DJ. I genuinely believe Steos and Ann Lauer wanted to like see this year through at least cause he didn't have a contract for next year. So, um, it was, it was kind of a free like tryout, if that makes sense, right? Where they could they could legit see themselves. Like, okay, what's this guy about? And then when you get Brady Kachuk, I'm assuming if he's saying it in public that that often and that, you know, uh, uh, emotionally, that I'm, that behind closed doors in his meetings when Steos and Ann Lauer met with them, Brady's saying, I like this coach. We like this coach. The group likes him. How can you fire him then? Like at that point, how can you? Even though the fans are screaming for change, if the captain of the team, one of the superstar players, the most marketable guy on your team, if he's saying we like this guy here and we want to keep him, you can't come in and just fire everyone. And I know that you technically can, but in order, like you got to preserve relationships you just made. And it's it's a tough balance. So, um, but that being said, I, I would imagine the players on the Sens cannot be surprised by this. Like it's, it's ridiculous at this point. Um, you, yeah, you got a lot of young guys in there, but you have so many veterans now you've got and veterans with a lot of pedigree. You've got Claude Giroux who's been through numerous coaching changes. Vladimir Tarasenko was on that blues team. So there's a, a nugget we can follow if the team starts to do well, you know, Tarasenko does it again kind of thing. Um, you know, they've got Chikrin who's been through a few coaching changes. Shabbat himself has been through a couple. Um, Travis Hamnick, obviously as a veteran, like there's guys who have seen it before, so they have, they had to know, like the, the message in that room now can't be like, we're surprised or whatever. I'm really curious to see what the players say. I am, um, I'd imagine it's going to be hard. It is, it is like, this is, this is a guy that they, they had, they had his back, they had his back. And quite frankly, if they had his back and they went on and, and, you know, was still up in the air, like they looked like a 500 team and it was kind of just, just inconsistent play. I think, I, I think in a way you could kind of live with that. You could be like, okay, you know what? you're you guys are the ones getting coached we're not and despite what the fans think about the coaching staff it matters what the players think and if they can if they went out and strung some wins together like they did after they called the fans out um they went four. they won four or five and including the sweden trip and they as soon as they came back from sweden it was back to the old stuff so it was the inability to string consistent hockey together i think spelled the end of dj's career here uh or tenure here um, and, and ultimately that's, that's the players have to wear that because when you go out and so emotionally as the captain of the team back, the coach, the, the sends 
like like the 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 onus becomes on the players and a lot of this a lot of this has to be on them too i i don't buy that dj smith is a bad coach i really don't i think there are examples of what he does that can be good. I think he was in such a unique spot with this team that when they were young, he was taught to coach them in different ways versus now. And he just wasn't able to adjust. And I think that's a fair thing. Like how many coaches are with a team for that long anyway, that don't see success? Not many. And look at Barubi. Like he coached a Stanley cup uh, contender or brought them to the finals. They were a pretty solid playoff team for a few seasons. They fall off a year and a half for, for a year and a half and he's gone. And the fans didn't like it, but when you reach your potential with a group, it doesn't mean that you're a bad coach. It just means that you've, you've gotten what you can get from that specific group. Like DJ could go to another team and be totally fine. As far as I'm concerned, like I, I, I really do think that, but that's, that's for a rainy day. Uh, we'll say that I'm sure we'll see him again in the league at some point. Everyone respects the hell out of them. Um, and even in Ottawa, like I, you know, you, you, you never heard a bad thing about DJ, the person, which needs to be said because there's a lot of monster uh, coaches that have circled through the NHL that have been bad influences, whatever it is, just bad people, but they get results. Uh, DJ seemed to be the opposite, just no results, but um, by all accounts, like a very, very respected person, which cannot be understated. I think that's really, really important, um, especially in those days where it was Melnick and Dorian and it was a bit of a, a crap show uh, at the Canadian Tire Center. I think it needs to be said how important it was to have a guy like DJ Smith there um you know just to, to like as much as 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 much credit as brady kachuk deserves and gets for um for dj smith or sorry for for the way the coaching staff like um i don't even know what i'm trying to say like the, like brady kachuk got, gets a lot of credit for the culture the culture is what i'm trying to say um but you know as much as as much as that's true dj deserves i think just as much like he came into a team that was young had zero expectations and results weren't there. And like, we are in a point now with the sense that results matter. And it's the only thing that matters. But at the time it didn't, it didn't matter. And he came in instilled a good, instilled a good culture, made Brady Kachuk into a leader. Like all that stuff is true. Um, like two things can be true here. So what other dominoes fall now? I think betray, I think, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't like this. That's like I said, like with, if you're new management, you have to, you got to see them under a new coach. You have to, right? You can't make a move. Like you can't trade a, I've seen people mention like Shabbat or Batherson or whoever, uh, just as guys, they would move if the time came. Um, I, I kind of disagree with that until you see them under a, a sample size with another coach. Cause Drake Batherson has never played for another head coach uh, for an extended period of time. Like I think he played a couple games maybe uh, as a rookie with, with Guy Boucher, but um, Josh Norris definitely hasn't had another NHL coach like Eric Branstrom, uh, Sanderson, Stutzla, like a lot of players have not had another, he um, NHL head coach. And they could be, they could be the, the, uh, the answer. Like, like some of these guys are going to change their game and look a lot better. Um, and some might fall off a little bit. Like we're, it's going to be completely different. Um, but this, this had to happen. I think that's the, the main, um, uh, uh, tone I think from Sens fans here is that this had to happen. Uh, it was time. It was time. So yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just scrolling here. Like a lot of talk about this too late, too late. Um, Pierre Lebron called it a, a mercy fire. So the Sens also fired Davis Payne, uh, assistant coach Davis Payne. So I would imagine that that means he was the forward and special teams coach. I would imagine that Alfie has taken over that aspect um, in the meantime. So, uh, 
All right, I'm just reading some comments here. <laughs> Sam Rooks RTA. I think I think he'll be fine. He was all right. He was all right. Um, overall grand scheme, I don't know, but he won't he won't be going anywhere too quickly. Um, I'm just reading. I'm reading Sens Vader's comment here. I'm just reading it in my head. DJ Smith, not a good coach. You may feel that way, but have nothing to back it up. When you're measuring coach on good vibes, you're moving off your same criteria for elevating any other coach in the league. DJ was never ready for his role. It took way too long to fire him. I mean, look, like, never ready for this role in what way? Like, what do you mean? Because his role when he was brought in was to develop the young guys. And outside of, like, Shabbat, I, I, I really can't, because they're so young, like we don't know what they would have been under another guy. So maybe that's fair. But to me, I don't, I don't say, I don't think it's fair to say that he wasn't the right guy at that time, but you're right. It took too long to get rid of him. It did. You're not, you're not wrong there. Like it, it and ultimately that's going to fall on Pierre Dorian again, because he brought him back. He brought him back twice. Like he, um, he said, he said to Ann Lauer in the summer, right? It was, what do you want to do with DJ? And Ann Lauer said, that's your call. You're the GM. Uh, so he brought him back and a couple of years ago when he extended him, he brought him back. So that alone is why it falls on Pierre. But I don't, I don't agree with that. The fact that DJ wasn't a good coach, like originally, like, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Uh, Cause he was brought in to coach a, a dumpster fire of a team um, to develop the young guys. That was his, that was his goal. And that was why he was hired at the time. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm standing again, though, but like, it's the results here were awful. And especially the lately, like they were not good but I'm not ready to label a guy a bad coach because of mitigate, mitigating circumstances, if that makes sense. Like it's rare for a head coach to start bottom of the barrel rebuild and bring the team all the way back up to a playoff team and whatever. So I still think he did his job. He just was here too long. That's my point. Um, but I get that like doing it off field doesn't really make any sense and that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready for the next level. You're right. He was not the guy to take them to the next level. That's, that's abundantly obvious. Um, the good culture and the losing environment at the time was, was necessary. Uh, but right now it just kind of seems like a, like a, a wash of a statement. Cause I agree with that. Um, thanks Sam. Appreciate it, man. Uh, any, I'm worried about, I mean, I'm worried about, um, everyone to be honest, they don't, no one looks good lately. So, but again, like in the grand scheme, so let, let's go back, let's go back to, uh, before the hurricanes game, right. They were, they were on a heater. They were on a heater. Um, they, they're coming off that red wings win. Like everything was going right. Like they were back, <clears throat> they were feeling good. Um, they crushed the red wings in a, in a high, high emotion game. And then before that Tuesday, like it's been, it's been a week, it's been a really bad week, but it's just been, uh, a smaller sample of what we've seen for six years or for four years under DJ, right? Like just inconsistent defensive play, um, bad goaltending, which is a huge problem as well overall. But like, look at any team and the, as soon as the coaching change happens, the, um, the goaltending just gets better all of a sudden. So I'm, I'm really curious. Like I, I, again, like now I'm excited for tomorrow's game. Like that's a big game. Um, we, we, there's, a, there's just a lot to a lot to break down. It, it, there really is. Like I want to attack the Jack Martin angle. Um, the Sens have, according to ineffective math at ineffective math on Twitter, the Sens have an 11% chance of making the playoffs. And someone said that's Daniel Offertson's music. And it's true. It's true. I mean, that's, that's kind of a sign. I'm already back. I'm right back. Um, yeah. One of the longest, this is down goes Brown and he's, he writes for the Leafs freelance writer for the Leafs. <clears throat> he says 
finally, mercifully, one of the longest hot seat watches in NHL history comes to an end. Sometimes stability is a crutch. The Senators had been leaning on it for way too long. Now the question is whether it's already cost them yet another season. I mean, odds are, yes, it has. It has. Um, yeah, so... Man, I don't know. I don't know. This is uh this is really interesting. It's interesting. The the in in the grand scheme, it didn't take long for them to clean house, but again, it it bled into the season. And I think in the back of our minds, we all knew that because the ownership thing dragged out, this was going to happen. Um, I appreciate that they took their time, but this was probably going to be the case either way. So listen, like this is this is the you know, we talk about pressure with the players and all of that. Like this is a new level of pressure. It's, it's a new way to learn how to be a professional hockey player. If that makes sense, like change is going to happen. This is the most change this, this group has ever gone through and it's a coaching change, right? So I'm really curious to see how Brady responds, how Tim responds. Like imagine like, you know, Tim Stutzler just becomes even better than he was. And I know he's been really you know, off and on this season, but the numbers are still there. Five on five. He's been great uh, offensively anyway. So I'm super curious to just see like the, the commitment to defense that they've got It's Jack Martin, man. Like this guy um, notoriously coached defensive minded teams. And I have no reason to believe that that will change with this group right now. So the talent is there. Um, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words because it's been so dragged out that you've almost had time to just accept like, yeah, they're going to change their coach. I just don't know when. So now that it's happening, um, I think when Martin got hired, there was the writing was on the wall for DJ, which is again, like a little bit strange, but uh, yeah, this is the, the, the most of this live is just going to be me scrolling through Twitter. Just FYI, I'm, I'm going to try and keep this entertaining, but I don't, I don't really have a ton more uh, to say, to be honest, let's be honest here. Like, this is kind of, this is, this is what we, we needed. The sense needed this. So um, let's go. Yeah, I'll go through the, I'll keep going through the comments here. Coyotes tomorrow, Avalanche Thursday, Penguins at home on Saturday. Then it's Christmas. Um, what do I expect? What should we expect? Like, I mean, obviously the obvious answer is wins like that. that at the end of the day, that's all that matters. But um, I just want to see, I want to see some low scoring games, man. I want to see defense. I want to see defense, which is crazy because we, came from Guy Boucher to DJ Smith and it was the complete opposite, right? DJ or Guy was, um, was a defensive minded coach. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, there's a lot, lot to read through here. This is, this is interesting. So here, here's what, here's what the question is going to be, right? It's going to be, it's going to be how, how long, does it take for Martin's systems to get implemented, right? He's already been here. So this isn't like a, a fresh face coming in. You've got less than 24 hours before you play a hockey game. Like Martin's been here. So we have to assume he's been working with guys. He's been working with the staff already to implement his stuff because he was a senior advisor of the coaching staff. So you got to assume, and with Alfie here for even longer, like since the Sweden trip, you got to assume that they have some level of understanding of what those guys are going to look for. So I'm not necessarily worried about how quick it'll get implemented. I'm just curious, like how much of a change we're going to see. It's, it's fascinating. So tomorrow's obviously going to be a must watch for Sens fans, um, no matter what, but um, yeah, uh, the goaltending versus chances given up is, is fascinating. Like the goaltending hasn't been good, but the defense has also not been good. 
Um, yeah, folks, like honestly, we know he, yeah, he should have been gone a while ago. He should have been, but uh, this is this is a, a, a it's a big day for Sens fans. It really is because they they called for change. And you know, what? I'm gonna this is where this is where Sens fans um, I think need need like uh, uh, to be. I don't want to say credited, but you know, for, for years, right. For years, this fan base was ridiculed. They, you know, you gotta move the team. They don't care about it in Ottawa, not a passionate fan base, whatever it is. Um, this happened because of Sens fans and that is no, nowhere close to being a bad thing. We have been through so many ups and downs, mostly downs in the last half decade, last six, seven years. It's been brutal to be a Sens fan. And we, I say drank the Kool-Aid, but we drank the Kool-Aid for years, just being like, hey, we're buying into the process. It's going to be there. We believe in these young guys. This season, whether it was fair or not, expectations were put on this team from the fan base. And when that happens, results are expected. When they don't happen and we see the same movie we've seen over and over again, Fans are going to call for change and they're going to call for change in any sport, any team, any market. It's going to happen one way or another. It just took way longer in Ottawa than it would have in other places. In Toronto, in Montreal, in Vancouver, DJ would have been gone in 2021 in that Canadian division. He would have had his one season and then they would have had that one in nine or one in whatever start that they had to the Canadian division year. And he would have been gone. That's what would have happened. I think three coaches in that division were fired that season and DJ wasn't one of them and the Sens came last or close to last. That was a time he could have been fired. The following season in November, when they got riddled with COVID, they couldn't put together a, a lineup. They still only won like three games or something like that in a span of 20 games. They were brutal. I'm, I'm pulling stats out of, you know, out of, out of thin air here, but uh, this is the reality of what the starts were like for Ottawa under DJ in four seasons, four seasons, which is crazy. The following year, like I'm, I'm saying all these when he could have been fired and when it would have been justified in any other market. But Ottawa was a unique case because they had a vision uh, from one entity and then this season, that bl- it bled into this season. You go to the following year, last year, they played good. They played really well. They played good hockey in November. They just couldn't score. They couldn't get the win. They couldn't figure out a way to get them to overtime or whatever. They couldn't score with the goalie pulled. Bounces legit weren't going their way last year. the last year. That was an acceptable response. But again, that was a time it would have been okay to justify firing DJ Smith. It absolutely would have. Coaches have been fired for much, much less in the NHL. Then you go to this year. It happened too late again. So all this stuff and the fact the fact that I know that there were there's always been people saying DJ's got to go. He's not the right guy. The fact that it was so unanimous for this fan base and it, it took this long to be this unanimous is, is a, a testament to how loyal this fan base is. We were willing to buy in. Most people were willing to buy in for the longest time with a coach with no track record. So the Sens fans deserved better and we deserve better and we're getting better now. We are getting answers for what we're calling for. And I think that that is something that fan that, that Sens fans need to be applauded for because like I said, they're ridiculed for being a small market fan base. We are they constantly just made fun of for being small market. All oh, you guys don't care. You should move the team. No one shows up to the games. It's a terrible building, whatever it is. It's a small market. No one cares. This proved this stretch of games proved that we care. And I think that is going to go a long way. Um, you know, 
people talk about how passionate Ottawa, like Brady likes to mention, I know they're passionate and I love it, but that's what this comes with. When expectations are there and you don't meet them, change has to happen no matter what. Jacques Martin is the best coach in Sens history. If he has this season and then they bring him back next year and they're still not a playoff team, he should be gone too. It's that simple. Like it's not a, it's it's, pro sports is not a, a, um, uh, it's not a, a, you know, a hand me out system, uh, business. It's a, or a handout system or like whatever it is, not a hold my hand system. If you struggle and don't get results, the business struggles and won't get money. Therefore they need to change things. So the fact that it took this long to me, um, uh, uh, is a testament to the fans. That's that's all it is. This isn't the fans give like the, the fact that the fans gave up on the team. And I put that in quotations, like they gave up now it took this long. Um, the players should probably consider consider themselves lucky because expectations have never been higher yet. The bar was still on the floor and they didn't meet it. So that's why the coaching change happened. Um, that has been about 40 minutes here. Like I, 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 I really, uh, there, there's so much to say. Um, I do wish I could get Brennan on here. We'll probably try and talk tomorrow at some point, but, um, I mean, yeah, this is, this is, a uh, a, a once, not a once in a lifetime. Um, moment or whatever, but it's, 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 it's a big, it's big news. It's big news. So, um, I'm going to end it there. I believe, I think we're going to, we're going to call it. Um, obviously we'll be on Twitter all day, uh, on, and Brennan will try and get some Instagram posts in and stuff like that. But in the meantime, if you're on the YouTube, if you could please subscribe to our page, like this video as well. Um, and if you're watching afterwards and it wasn't live, then yes, DJ Smith has been fired as Ottawa senators head coach, Jacques Martin taking over as interim head coach with Daniel Alfredson replacing Davis Payne on the bench as assistant coach interim Jack Capuano, the defense coach, his future is in question. Like he was offered to come back, but not, um, no word on that yet. I guess I would imagine he sticks around for a little bit, but that's kind of, that's, that's kind of all we've got to say here. It's been, you know, that's a good show just to break down everything. Um, we'll have a lot more to talk about, obviously. So appreciate everyone for joining us. We thank you. And as always go sends go. This was a long time coming. Um, and we'll just see what, what they can do tomorrow night against the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes. So thanks, everyone, for joining. We'll see you next time. It's been the Everyday Sense Podcast.